I have always loved football. In elementary, I played football every day with the boys at recess. I was the only girl. And without fail, every single day, I was the last one to be picked. Until we had a class meeting, we had gotten in trouble for tackling each other and playing too rough. So I created my own league. We were the misfits and rejects, if you will. All of the rejects and misfits could play in our tiny league. Everyone was accepted and had a chance to be a team captain. Everyone had a chance to play quarterback if that's what they wanted, even if they couldn't throw the ball. It was such a thing that all of my classmates called me TD, or touchdown. And while being last to be picked never felt great, it fueled a hunger within me to prove something. I wasn't going to stay stuck and feeling insignificant. I was going to use that to somehow make a difference, even if it meant nothing more than creating a minor league of misfits. Insignificant. We all struggle from time to time in our lives with feeling insignificant. And it means this. Lacking meaning or importance, small in size, quantity or number, not worth considering, unimportant, lacking weight, position, or influence. Even adults deal with this. And here's the problem with insignificance when it's not given to God. When we feel insignificant, we typically act out of our feelings, and so we lack purpose. And when we lack purpose, we become apathetic. Apathetic means not having or showing much emotion or interest, affected by, characterized by, or displaying apathy, having or showing little or no interest, concern, or emotion. And do you know what the greatest pandemic of our time is? It's not COVID. It's apathy, especially among young people. For the last two years since COVID has begun, apathy has swept across a generation of young people like a wildfire out of control. Students don't seem to care or enjoy the things they once did. The idea of working hard is out the window, as each day we live crippled in fear and anxiety, merely trying to survive. I've been praying for over a year now about this, asking God for wisdom and what the solution is. And I believe that at the root of apathy is indifference, which stems from insignificance. Let's look today at Mark chapter 6. You're familiar with the story. The disciples are with Jesus on a grassy hillside, and Jesus had compassion on them. It was getting late in the day, and the disciples suggested to Jesus that he send them away so that they could find some food and some lodging for the night. Jesus told the disciples to feed them. They found one young lad with a sack lunch, five loaves of bread and two small fish. In the innocence of a child, the young boy has the same compassion for the people as Jesus did and gave what he had to help others. How refreshing that is compared to the disciples' motives, or for that matter, some of our own motives when we give. It is about whether or not you are going to look out for others or only for yourself. It's about developing a culture of generosity within yourself, your family, and your community. Christianity is not about performance. It is about our heart attitudes. Generosity is an outworking of the love of Christ that has been placed in our hearts. If you allow God to change your heart into a heart that is generous, <coughs> then no longer is the issue about how much or what is your responsibility. It is about where can I show my love by being generous? How can I be moved with compassion for people who seem to be without a shepherd? How can I be used like this little boy in a story when Jesus 
feeds 5,000. Jesus fed 5,000 people, plus women and children, because of one little boy's generous heart. I guarantee that young boy felt insignificant. We aren't given his name in scripture. He's nothing more than just a boy with a sack of lunch. So what was different with him? After all, apathy doesn't share lunches. Apathy doesn't see the need of others. Apathy doesn't care. The difference is that boy knew what love was. Have you ever loved something so much that its skin fell off? I brought some buddies with me today. I've always had a thing for stuffed animals, and this one in particular, his name is Charlie. When I was a child, Charlie went everywhere with me. He went to the grocery store, to the bank, even to weekly church services. Every time I was hospitalized or had a surgery, no doubt Charlie was right there with me. Charlie means more to me now since I was given, to, given him by my brother Peter, who I lost years ago. But as you can see, Charlie's skin, his fur, has fallen off. There's holes where he's missing stuffing. He's been loved right until his fur fell off. When we understand not just in our heads but in our hearts how loved we are, it changes everything. It moves us from apathy to compassion. Jesus loved us so much that his skin literally fell off. He thought enough of you that he gave up everything just to be with you. He paid the ultimate price to rescue you. There were no band-aids on the day of his crucifixion, no Tylenol. It was suffering, suffering done willingly, joyfully in the name of love so that you and I could live the abundant life in Christ that he paid for. Insignificance doesn't have to lead to insecurity. Insignificance, when put in the hands of a really loving God, has the power to change the world. It's kind of like offering your sack lunch of a Lunchable to feed thousands. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to offer to a really big God all of the broken pieces of us where we never measure up. We are never enough. But that's the thing. When we're placed in the hands of a really big, all-loving God, He takes our not enough and matches it with His more, more than enough and then he breaks it and blesses it and multiplies it and feeds the thousands around us. So yeah, I get it. We all feel insignificant on some level. But what are you doing with that? Are you just coasting through life, wasting every good opportunity that God has given you? Or are you living with purpose, asking God to take what little you have and make much of it for his fame and honor? If I were to take a $100 bill and rip it, it would be so exemplary of our lives. We allow the opinions of others and the poor ways in which we've been treated to determine our value and worth. But the truth is this, whether this $100 bill stays crisp and nice or if it gets ripped, it still holds its value. It is still worth $100. Stop allowing others to determine how you feel about yourself. Jesus paid too high of a price he gave too much for you to walk around wallowing in self-pity, thinking you're the trash of the earth. What does your self-talk sound like? Nobody likes me. Nobody loves me. I'll never be enough. I always mess up. I can't get it right. 
According to scripture, our self-talk should sound like this. I am an overcomer. I am wanted. I am needed. I am loved. I am worthy of being loved. I have purpose. I belong here. I am beautiful. I am talented. I am forgiven. And the list goes on. Insignificance when not placed in the hands of a really big God leads to indifference, leads to lack of purpose, leads to apathy. Apathy has never fed a hungry crowd. Apathy has never nailed someone to the cross. Apathy has never saved a life. But when we take that insignificance and we give it to God and when we ask him to make something beautiful of our broken, jacked up mess of ourselves, that's when miracles happen. We must learn to give our insignificance to Jesus and in place allow him to love us until his skin falls off. This changes everything. This is how we change the world. This is how we take our sack lunches and we feed the thousands around us. This is how we get out of a stuck mindset of surviving in the midst of a pandemic. This is how we keep showing up. This is how we do our best. This is how we live life intentional. This is how we live life on purpose. This is how we serve others and bless others. This is how we get over ourselves and our self-made gods. When was the last time you saw a great movie about apathy or read a great book or heard some great message about the apathetic aunt who didn't care? Yeah, me either. And while it's true that we all deal with insignificance, we don't have to stay stuck there. We have a really, really big God who loves us and who knows us. The Bible says that God understands our hearts far better than we do. And he wants to take all of us, the not enoughness, the brokenness, the weird quirks. And he wants to love us with a love that is pure and steadfast and enduring. He wants to take our sack lunches and bless it and break it and multiply it and feed the thousands around us. He wants us to be moved with compassion when we see the crowds just like he was. Apathy doesn't care. And apathy doesn't change anything. In fact, apathy will paralyze us quicker than fear will. Will you trust God enough to give him all of the ways in which you don't feel and don't think that you're good enough because he is. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are more than enough, that you are faithful and steadfast. God, thank you that you are a miracle working God, that you can feed thousands off of a sack lunch. God, that you can use us and our feeble little lives to somehow bless and encourage others. God, I pray for every young person hearing this message, God, that you would snap off the chains of apathy that have them bound. God, that you would show them the purpose for which you created them. God, that they have a purpose, that they have a story, that they have a life worth living. And I pray that you would wake them up, God, to the crowds around them. God, that they would be moved with compassion just as Jesus was when he saw the crowds. 
Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving me literally until your skin fell off. Help me to love others in the same way. God, rip us from the pits of apathy. Remind us of how much you gave. God, not so that we would just survive, but God, that we would thrive, living the abundant life that you promised us through your son, Jesus. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.